What's cracking, everybody? Money Smart Guy, Matt Zappala here, healing to you from Dallas, Texas, and welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Goals Podcast. We are now in episode 16, baby. So uh, we're very excited about this. We have a very special guest in the house. I'm here joined by my co-host, Milton Alvarez, and we welcome to the show here. Milton, would you like to introduce our guest here today? Yes, that's... Uh Good long-term friend, four and a half, going on to five years. Met this woman back in 2019 when I was back in Chicago. Shy town. Not only is she beauty, man, but she's definitely brains. Okay. She definitely has a great hair on her today. shoulder. Yeah? We got the mix today. Yeah, we have a, we have a good mix today. Brains and mix beauty. Today. Brains and beauty. That, that's and I heard she's go, balling, ladies. too. And I heard she's balling, too. Yes, <laughs> she's definitely balling. That's why she's here today. So I, I want to introduce my good friend and also former client, uh, Erica Chacon. Yes. Hi. What's up, Erica? Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I am thrilled to be here. I appreciate you investing a little time with us. You flew in from Chicago yes. for this podcast. Wow. Yes. We're blessed. Yes. Thank you. So tell us, uh, we know, we, we, we know, uh, Milton knows a lot more of you. Can you tell us about yourself and your background? Sure. So as he mentioned, um, I'm still a client of his and we're friends. We became friends probably about five years ago. We started training together. Um, excellent trainer, highly recommend. 100%. I'm not just saying that, right? Yeah. You're speaking from he's experience. He's the too. only man that's touched me in ways no other man has touched wow. me before. <laughs> wow, yeah, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> wow. wow, that's okay. You guys need a moment? <laughs> <laughs> he's got that power elbow, man. Power elbow, what are we thinking? The massage. <laughs> I got the no, he's hands. great. Um, but a little bit about myself is I am a full-time bilingual special education teacher wow. in Chicago for Chicago Public Schools. Heart. Definitely. I guess you, you could say for that. For sure. Yeah. You're not, not going to say it because you're too humble to say it. I'll say it for you. Thank you, Matt. Um, and I'm also a realtor. Love I work for Home Smart in Chicago. And yeah, that's what I do. Dual career. Awesome. Yes. Well, uh, all three of us are from Chi Town, mm -hmm. and yes. uh, we love we love Chicago. By the way, I, I have a heavy heart uh, to, to share. Um, speaking of my buddy, my warrior buddy in Chicago, Paul Kludak, my my heart and. Prayers go out to my fellow devil dog who sadly committed suicide today. And uh, he wrote his note on Facebook as he joins the 22. If everybody wonders why I do 22 push-ups before we do any of our stuff, that's why, to bring awareness to suicide, awareness, PTSD, the veteran issues. And uh, again, my heart, soul, prayers are with Paul Kludak and his family. And uh, Semper Fi, brother. We'll see you again. Uh, by the way, if any brothers out there are feeling a certain type of way, any of our sisters in combat feeling a certain type of way and you think you're alone, you're isolated, make sure you give a brother a call, send me a DM, reach out to your brothers and sisters in uniform. You are not alone. You're not the only one going through this type of stuff, okay? All right. Let's bring it back. So talk to us about Chicago. Uh, yeah. we have, I, I, I was there a couple weeks ago just for a quick 24-hour visit. Yeah. Uh, it was warm. I, 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 I expected negative 20 degrees, yeah. two feet, three feet of snow, uh -huh. but it was... 38 degrees. I, yeah. People were having short sleeves. Yeah. So what's going on in Chicago? Let's, let's talk about the condition of the, uh, you're a teacher. Yeah. Talk to us about CPS, um, Chicago Public School System. Yeah. So we're having a little bit of trouble, right? We're struggling. Um, I love the school that I work for. Let me say that. I love being a part of the, one of the strongest unions in the country. Sure. Um, so shout out to the Chicago Teachers Union. But um yeah, we, you know, we're struggling. We need support. We need parent support. Yeah. Um, we need our CEO to step up. We have a new mayor, right? Brandon yeah. Johnson mm -hmm. just got voted in. Um, so we're hoping that 
he can step up and help us make some of the changes that we need to support uh, our students. I'm surprised Paul Valles, who's a former CPS uh, yes. CEO, I'm, I'm surprised he lost. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I thought he had a really good chance. Yeah. But it was it, it was a surprise. What are the... I was uh, mentioning to you before we, we got on the show, I was with a friend of mine. I was sitting through one of her classes. It was on the uh, south side of Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, close to South Loop, not too far. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was Bronzeville. Yeah, so definitely not too far. And um, I'm sitting there observing, assisting, because I thought I was going to do a financial talk that day, talk to kids about money, uh, especially. It was, it was uh, April, so it was Financial Literacy Month. Mm-hmm. And my observation of her teaching, half the day was spent playing security guard, breaking up fights. And then half the day was actually teaching her topics. And so I'm thinking to myself, wow, you got a master's degree, you're smart, you're intelligent. Man, you got to work out because all these fights are breaking up. So, I mean, of course, different schools have different situations, but what are teachers going through these days? Oh, Matt, you say it louder for the people in the back. Um, That's why I'm so glad that I got invited to be here today because I can be a voice for my brothers and sisters across the district. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, you know, I work in Lakeview, great school, dual language school. Um, we don't have some of the troubles that you mentioned. However, some of my brothers and sisters across the district are really struggling. Yep. Um, we have tons of behavioral issues, mental health issues, um, so much going on that we just don't have the way to address them. We don't have the means, you know, you're one teacher, right? Like you just mentioned, yeah. the observation. In a class of how many? Yeah. Um, could be 25, could be 30. That's a lot of people. You know? Yeah. Um, and all of these kids just, you know, have all of these different needs. Sure. Issues. Um, not just learning needs, you know, but all of these concerns. And, I mean, how does one person, how can we be, how can I be the social worker, be the nurse, be the, you know, the supporter, the, there's just, you have to wear so many hats. Yeah. It's very difficult sometimes. And then you got to watch your back for, you know, so many mass shootings we've seen acted. So they're talking about equipping the teachers. I mean, do you feel with your fellow brothers and sisters across the district, in district, strapped, ready to protect themselves? I mean, do you think that's a solution to maybe avert some of these uh, craziness that's happening in our schools? You know, that's a great question. Um, I'm not so sure that that is the solution. Um, we definitely, it's a systemic issue, right? We have a lot of concerns. We try the best, we try to do the best that we can. Um, I think, I'm not so sure that everyone would be comfortable doing that, right? So we have to come up with other solutions for those that are not comfortable doing that. Yeah. I, for one, would be happy to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know me. You're showing your Latino, your Latino upbringing. I mean, and you know, I mean, I'm, Chica- I'm from Chicago at the end of the day. She's a Chacon. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, um, you know, that's not something that I'd be intimidated by, but I can totally understand how not everyone would be comfortable doing that. So, you know, we've been talking about the show, uh, you know, many episodes about some of the topics that they bring into the Chicago public schools. Mm-hmm. Like, would you feel comfortable being a parent one day to, to have your kids know about? I mean, I remember going through a health class and learning about anatomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, guys have this and girls have this. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any, you know, from your observation, mm-hmm. without getting too deep into it, from your observation mm-hmm. of the curriculum, are they putting LGBTQ, transgender stuff, mm-hmm. you know, instead of the ABCs, is the gay BCs, are they putting that where their kids in a public school mm-hmm. system are exposed to that type of yes. ideology? Yes. Um, so you're talking about Title IX, and yes, we, um, we have to have those conversations. 
um, students and parents can opt out of it if they're not comfortable. But yes, we have to talk about pronouns and what that means. Um, things have definitely changed. I've been working for CPS for 10 years now mm -hmm. in education, total of 13 years, um, and things have changed from when I first started in education. Wow. They've changed pretty drastically. Wow. Do, you guys, do you guys have a lot of pushback from the parents when it comes down to that to Title IX? Is there a lot of pushback? Um, not, it's not too bad, um, but you know, if they want to opt out, they can. If they prefer to have those conversations at home with their children, rather than us, you know, doing it, then they're allowed to do that, and yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, would you say that um, a lot more parents, maybe if they're not happy with that curriculum, mm -hmm. how, how big of a voice do parents have when they come to the school board meetings to, to vote against uh, the, with the school board? Mm. Good question. Um, I think we, I mean, I can only, I'll speak to my school. Um, our local school council is pretty strong. Parents are pretty, yes, their parents are involved. Um, our LSC, you know, we meet all the time. What's and LSC? they Local school council. Got it. Yeah. And so um, they definitely have a say. And so, you know, parents being involved, that's huge, parent involvement. Yeah. You know, in general, like yeah. it, that, we, we want that. We appreciate that. We mm -hmm. want parents' support. We need that. Would you, um, would you say there's a difference between Lakeview, where you're at right now, yes. and the parent involvement is there because these people have money, uh, versus mm -hmm. going yeah. to a, a, a West Side, South West Side, side, South side versus yeah. them? Absolutely. The parent I mean, involvement yes. is completely different. Being completely transparent, absolutely. There's, um, yes, there are a lot of, there's differences, there's right socioeconomic differences, um, and yes, some of our schools are struggling more than others. And, but it's the same school system, though. Right. You know, so, but right. different, you know, you know, different yeah. neighborhoods. I mean, and you know, historically, Chicago is a very segregated city. So we a lot know of people don't realize, we, we, we say that in Dallas, people don't get it. Wow, right. Chicago is a segregated yeah. city. Mm -hmm. I think it's the largest big, largest mm -hmm. segregated big city in America, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And we, that got exposed during, uh, during COVID. Mm -hmm. when, the, when, the, when the gang bangers, you couldn't cross Cicero Avenue because uh, Latino gang and black mm. gang, remember, yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah. The Land Kings were hoping the uh, CPD police officers. That was, that was wild. <laughs> right here, right here. Yeah. point them out. Yeah, talk to us about real estate in Chicago. You know, Dallas is still a very strong uh, real estate market. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking to buy a, a commercial type building here, and I looked at a property right away. Got, I got outbid. Oh. Uh, in Dallas. Yep. So what's going on in Chicago real estate? Same. Is it same thing? Yes. Um, I want to say <laughs> to the buyers, hang in there. To the buyers that I'm working with now, hang in there. <laughs> Um, yeah, people, that's very common. Why it's, that's what's happening. Um, because there's very little inventory. And that's yes, it. there's a lot of, I mean, paying, you know, 15K over list is not Still. unusual. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's uh, my brother and sister-in-law also do real estate. And they had a deal where they paid, uh, they made 52K over list price. Wow. So it's not, it's not unusual at all. So it's, uh, it's tough. It, is it uh, are, are you is it the same in the Chicago land in terms of the western suburbs, so northern southern suburbs, mm -hmm. or is it just specifically in, in Chicago? Um, I want to say it's more so in Chicago, yeah. but it's pretty widespread. But definitely, um, I see it. That's where I work most, and yeah. that's I see it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's not unusual to get outbid, so that's why I say you know it's like there's just not enough inventory, and yeah. I don't think it's just in Chicago. I think it's all over the country right now. Yeah. I mean, you just said, yeah, you just mentioned it. So 
Um, if you want to buy, just hang in there. Like it might take some time, but yeah. if you're working with a good agent, they'll try to make it happen. In Chicago, do you think it's still worth it to have a car? Yeah, as a realtor, you have to, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I have to, but I, typical I don't know, you really don't need one. We have such a great transportation system, yeah. you know, but crime, right? Yeah, worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then weather. Yeah, you know, weather and crime. You got groceries, you got kids. Right. Yeah, worry about that too. Yeah. But I mean, is it necessary? Like, do you absolutely need a vehicle? No. I, I, think, if you're, uh, I think if you're single or, or you have a small family, mm-hmm. maybe one kid. Mm-hmm. I think you're good. But if you've got a yeah. big family, two, three, it's, it's tougher and tougher because Definitely. It's, it's one thing, it's like, you know, I'm here in Dallas, it's 20 minutes to get anywhere. Yeah. 25 minutes to get, and that's sometimes with traffic. I'm like, I'm spoiled, I'm spoiled now coming from Chicago, coming to Dallas. Yeah. But in Chicago, five miles, it's 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then another 10 to 15 minutes just to find damn parking. Oh, you're right. And then assuming you're negative yeah. 20 degrees, you got groceries, you got, you know, yeah. you got kitty bags, you got bottles, then you got to hold the kid. Yeah, so, oof. That's I, why, you know, I don't have any <laughs> I don't have any kids. By choice? <laughs> By choice. Wow, no kidding. Yes. So what 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 is what is that? Can I can I ask? Well, what, sure. what what is that uh Let's get is, into it. Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> what's into uh, what's it. uh I mean let, my matter of fact, let's jump into one of the topics okay. today. Mm-hmm. Um it says here that uh let me go here to this topic here. More women today um uh are increasingly becoming the breadwinner. Uh, 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 Miss Chacon, where did you go to college? I went to DePaul University for undergrad. I, didn't know that. I went there for six months and uh, dropped out. Nice. <laughs> I, graduated, I graduated in six months. All right. Yeah, but look at you now. <laughs> DePaul. I was there. No. Right. I was there downtown. I was in Jackson. I was. I was the first veteran to use the GI Bill for certified financial planning. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so I got it uh, uh, used, and then uh, I just never took the exam, never became a CAP. I just took the course. Yeah. But uh, it says here, Jordan, if we can take a look at this uh, this article here in Fortune magazine, American women are increasingly the breadwinner, uh, but men are still in charge. This is assuming that for, for for families, how many are still in, in charge of childcare, cooking, and cleaning to the traditional role? So more women, bottom line, more women are bringing home the bread, like yourself. Mm. So, um, however, husbands were the breadwinner in 55% of marriages in the U.S. last year, while 29% of couples earn about the same, and, uh, and 16% of wives make more than their spouse. So, women are gaining economic influence within their marriages. About 45% of wives are, er- are earning either the same or more than their husbands, nearly three times the rate it was in 1972, Aragayao says. So... What's the checklist for you, Erica? I mean, you 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 got the brains, you got the beauty, you got the the, the baller characteristics. What's the what's the you're a modern woman. What's the checklist for you today? Well, I'm thinking about not just myself, but like my group of friends, right? We're all we consider ourselves to be high value women. Yes. We're hardworking, you know, we make our own money, we pay for our own things. I see Milton making that face. <laughs> um He's always giving me a hard time about that. I I know her friends. I I want Jordan to play that video as soon as Erica's done so that we can watch that video. Okay, here we go. Go ahead, Erica. Here we go. Um, I'm ready. So I'm thinking about Chelsea Handler, right? So this is one of the videos. Like I just... That's Joe Coy's uh, ex-girl. Yes. She broke up with the Filipino. Broke up my brother. With the Pinoy. Oh, man. So 45% of working women ages 25 to 45. By 2030 will be non-married, not have kids, and be single. Um, 
I just think that why, if if this is the case, right, what you just mentioned, mm-hmm. like where the woman is making the money, yeah. right, but still having to come home, do the household chores, take care of the kids, like all by herself, yeah. like what what is the point? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take my glasses off for this one. Like oh, what? Is, oh, it's getting, yeah, it's getting it's deep getting, now. <laughs> like what is the point? You know, why would I need... Um, why would I need a man? Jordan, play the video, please. Please, just oh. interrupt the video. <laughs> Let's do this. Right. Cut to the clip. Roll it. Here we go. Diamond pickers, like, my money does not retain my relationship. Like, my ability to... Here you go. If he gets home at 6 a.m., me making breakfast when he gets home is what's retaining my retaining my relationship. Mm-hmm. It's never been my ability to... I'm, on a, I'm a Forbes lister, top of my game, but... That, that doesn't retain my relationship. Me cooking from scratch three times a day yeah, retains my relationship Ooh, and retains okay. me going on three times a day. <laughs> yes, week? from scratch. I was on Food Network, but like me being able to cook, me being able to upkeep our home and like putting labels on everything, doing weirdo organizing shit is what's retaining my relationship. It's not weird. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> what do you thought, Erica? Because okay. she's the opposite of your opinion. Complete opposite. Well, not necessarily. I'm not okay. saying that you can't you know, cook for your man and do these things. Like, that's great. She's, I mean, more power to her. That's amazing. I'm striving to, you know, to be on the Forbes list. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> However, I mean, it's just, that's not quite what we're talking about, right? Because when Matt was talking about it, it's it says here, married women tend to spend more time on household chores and childcare, while husbands spend more time on leisure activities. Good point, yeah. Right? And, I mean, I think the data now points to that, like, in marriages, Mm -hmm. men are far happier than women. Um, Based on, like, the current statistics. I'm happy. (laughs) For sure. I wonder if my wife's happy. (laughs) Should I ask her? Babe, are you happy? (laughs) I'm sure she's happy. Um, But, so, it's like, you get to play golf and tennis and, like, have fun with your buddies, and I have to not only bring home the bacon, but, you know, worry about the kids and how they're going to get to school and who's going to yeah. pick them up and all of this. Like, that's very overwhelming to me. I just... Let me ask you a question. Okay, so let's say husband and wife get together. Mm-hmm. What would that dual income look like? So let's say a husband makes, I don't know, 80000 a year. Mm-hmm. Wife makes $80,000. i am just, I'm just throwing an arbitrary number. Yeah. Right? So that's 160000 together, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's still somewhat decent income. It's yeah. not, I mean, a lot of people uh, manage that differently than others. Sure. And uh, some people will find themselves paycheck to paycheck with 160000 a year. Mm-hmm. And some people will be in a surplus with 160000 a year. Right. Here's a thought. Um, why don't you hire a nanny? Why don't you hire somebody to come in and, and once once a week do the yeah. laundry and once Absolutely. a week uh, clean? And yeah. Would, would, that, would that help out? Yeah, definitely. Would that, would that eliminate that... that uh, that objection, I guess. Definitely. For lack of yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, the way this sounds is like most of the burden is on the, the woman, right? Yeah. And um, it's just, it's a very heavy burden. You know, it's such a difficult job to do. I mean, I have friends that are single moms, right? And I have friends that are uh, single moms of children that have special needs. Toughest yeah, job oh ever. Yeah, for sure. You know, so... It's just, I just, I don't know. Like if you're, a lot of women, like I'm going to, again, I'm going to talk about myself and my circle of friends. Like we feel whole on our own, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if someone great comes along, that's going to improve our lives, you know, add value to how, our lives. How, then 
How would you how would you quantify that? What what type of man would bring value to an Erica Chacon? Yeah. In in your group of Oof, friends. The way you say my name that <laughs> sounds so good. Um Fuerte. <laughs> <laughs> um so just, you know, someone that's supportive, someone that um lifts you up and uh contributes doesn't necessarily have to be somebody that okay, I'm gonna start talking about my dad and I'm gonna try to keep it together. Sure, right. Sure. Um so I, you know, Milton and I were having a conversation yesterday. My father was an outs- is an outstanding father. Um, he always gave me everything that I wanted, that I needed, not just, um, you know, monetary things, um, but also just love and support. Mm-hmm. And, and so I have a really high bar, sure. really high standard, right? Yeah. He's got, I mean, the, the, a man would was have he, really was he strict? big... Shoes to fill. Uh, my mom was more strict. She was the authoritarian. Yeah. Um, she was more strict. But my dad just had such a loving way of like, you know, like I, it's like I wouldn't want him to be mad at me or like upset because I wouldn't want to disappoint him. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, I think that's where it comes from for me. And he was very much a provider, like no matter what, yeah. like, you know, he provided for us, for my mom, even after my parents divorced my dad still took care of everything. Like he just, he is that type of man, you know? And so for me, like, it's not really about a guy coming in and like paying for everything. And, you know, I don't need that type of support necessarily. Mm -hmm. It would be nice. Mm Because I mean, even the most alpha woman Mm -hmm. would appreciate, you know, a man coming in and like helping, you know? If Uh, you didn't have to work at all, period, would that make you happier? Just be able to... Raise a family and raise the kids and take care of the house. Would that make you happy? You know what? No, I'm just not that. Like You're not I, wired that way. No, I. You know, I. Again, I'm my father's daughter. Um, my dad was an entrepreneur. He had a small tire shop in Chicago, and he worked seven days a week for like 30 years. So the number one thing my dad taught me was work ethic. Like, get out there and work. Like, you have to work for the... You can have whatever you want. Yeah. You know, you can have the things that you want, but you've got to get out there and go get it. You've yeah. got to work. You know, you know, um, you know. if you look at, the, look at the Bible, right? How many how many stories in the Bible do you have hubs and wives having tent-making businesses, spice businesses, uh, uh, cattle raising businesses? Like the whole saying, bring home the bacon. Yeah. So the husband brings home the bacon, but the wife's got a job too. Mm. She's got to be able to process the meat. Yep. Mm-hmm. She got to cook the bacon. She got to you know, butcher it, cook it, right? But in the meantime, he's out there hunting. So do you think there's compliment, more so complementary roles? Yeah. Uh, uh, more so than just exclusively traditional? Yes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, definitely. I have to agree with that. Now that we're talking about dads, I was going to wait till later on to do yeah. this. Jordan, uh, you got that clip about uh, dads. Let's right, re- like, let's give re- me the tissue, yeah. <laughs> let's let's react. <laughs> I haven't seen this video yet, but it's about uh, how important fathers are. In, in in their children's life. Um, let's see here. Dear dads, don't forget, you're the most important man in your daughter's life. I got twins, so uh. mm. let's take a look at this clip. Thank you. You have daughters. You're the first male relationship that they have. You're the most important. Every other man, they're going to compare to you. So set the fucking standard high so that all those simp men, when she sees them, she's like, fuck you, you're not even close to my dad. <laughs> like, why the fuck would I give you any time of well, day? Yeah. Be that type of father so that she has an example of what the best man is. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I agree with that. My daughter's at three years old eating sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Papi, I want sushi. I want a three-year-old oh, sushi. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I have twin girls that are now twenty-one. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on that on that clip? 
I, I completely agree. Because you were saying that. The yeah. Standards up here. Absolutely. Man yeah. tries to take you out to, uh, I don't know, Olive Garden. What you thinking? What you thinking? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Olive Garden. Olive I'll Garden. go. Bona fiesta, what a joyous day. I'll go. You know, like those breadsticks mm, and the salad. But dip them in the soup. I don't don't want, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't want to go to Olive Garden all the time. But that's fine. Olive Garden is fine with me. Um, But another thing, too, that I'm thinking of is like with my girlfriends, right? With my core group of friends. um, We. I'm not going to ask a guy to do something that I can't really do for myself, right? So, like, we go to certain restaurants in Chicago, right? You guys are from Chicago. Like, we go to the RPMs, to the Gibsons, you know? We go nice. to those places on our own. Mastro's. Yeah, you know, we we take our, like, we go there. Like, that's where we go. And so... You've been to Sunday yet? Sunday, Sunday Social, Billy Dex? Oh, I've heard of Sunday. I haven't yeah, been there yet. Right. But, yeah. yeah, you know, Lyra, the, all the places, yeah. the new places in West Loop. Yeah. Um, we, West Loop? Really? Yeah. It's coming up. Yeah. Wow. Very okay. much so, yeah. Um, and so, like, we go to those places anyway, you know? So, it's like, I, I don't expect anything from a guy that I, you know, we what, don't So, what would be a do. special date? I'm wondering. I'm, I'm just curious. What would be, a, like, a special date for you? For all the guys watching. For all the guys watching. Because <laughs> we, 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 we we're not very creative when it comes to this type of stuff. Yeah. Help us out. Help the audience yeah. win, okay? Well, for starters, I think it's really nice when a man can plan himself. You know, instead of just being like, oh, well, like we're, you know, it's like we, you know, like we always have to be like, why do I don't want to pick? I don't want to worry about that. Like you pick a place, you do some research, you know, you take the initiative, be proactive, you know, you find a nice place and, you know, I'll be up for that. Like, let's, we can try a new restaurant. It doesn't have to be super extravagant, but like put some thought into it, Milton. (laughs) Say so here's a challenge. <laughs> the challenge we have sometimes: we pick a spot and they're like, ah, yeah, and then you got to deal. Oh shit! I just planned this out. This right, thing. exactly. They're not content with taking <laughs> what we do for them. Oh well, zero I mean, contentment. Yeah. Is it that? Is it the uh, is it the act of planning it out or? Yeah. Okay. You know, just putting some thought into it. I think the judgment comes after when you're in the relationship, like you because because I remember uh, she and she's like, I, I picked a spot. Oh, I love it. I love it. They say, you know, hey babe, where you want to go? You pick. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, about this spot, no. What about this spot, no. You told me to pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that that's, happens. That's, that's that happens Men are from sometimes. Mars, women are from Venus. Women from Venus, yeah. That's it. It's, it's another. What's, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this, uh, Milton, before we uh, move on to the next one? We actually touched on this subject last night when we were uh, when you landed. Remember when we went to the, uh, to the restaurant, which I picked out, and I had you plan zero of it. Recall, yes. So, uh, so... Uh, th- this was actually a main topic for her because, again, she's very close to her father. And um, for me, at, at least, I think I, I, I would like to think I can speak for every man, but I, I don't think every man thinks this way. But there's not a day that goes by that I don't pray to God that I don't have daughters. I think it's one of those things in my mind you where don't if have I, I don't want to have daughters. Well, guess what God's going to give you? A lot of daughters. Exactly what you exactly, don't want. Exactly. <laughs> it's one of the scariest things Ooh, in the world triplets. to be able to have a daughter. Ooh. To have daughters. Quadruple. But here's the oh thing, though. I, 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 I like the mindset that, that Matt has and what you spoke on. I like the idea of... Being able to set the standard at a very young age where I take my, my, my little girl, I'm already speaking about it, right? My, mm-hmm. my, if I were to have a daughter, take her on, on, on small dates, showing her what a true gentleman is, ma- making sure that she experiences what life is, making sure that I'm able to tap into every single love language that she has within herself and understand, having her understand how to meet those needs without being superficial about those things. And then, you know, as she gets older, being able to expose her to the world and taking her on trips, whether it's na- nation or international. So that way, when she's 18, 19 years old, yeah. she's not being dragged and influenced by some 
kid who wants to impress her by taking her to Miami on a seventy dollar Frontier flight, and now she's thinking that <laughs> that's the love of his, that's the love of her life because he was able to afford a seventy dollar Frontier ticket to Miami, where they're gonna get a hotel or an Airbnb and have about eight people in one Airbnb, which yeah. is not, not impressive. I don't want her to be impressed by those things. I want her to be impressed by the values and principles that a man can actually bring to the table and how he could carry her forward when it comes down to leading a fa- an actual family. Amen to that. I got a couple ladies. Of if man makes some noise, ladies, 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 ladies. Yes, he's, he's, ladies. he's single. He makes money. He's, he's strong. Single. He's fit, and he's got good credit. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the next subject, uh, let's talk about education here. So, Jordan, uh, can you take a look at this uh, article? Eighteen states require personal finance education in schools. Thankfully, here's what they're teaching kids about money. However, so uh, if you look, if you look at the, uh, if the uh, Six critical topic areas in a personal finance studies. Earning income, spending, saving, investing, managing credit, managing risk. Amen. That's great. Um, Erica, talk to us about uh, financial education from what you know of so far in the Chicago public school system. Is it something that is getting incorporated from a teacher's perspective? Are they not talking about it? Is, it's not in, is it in the curriculum? It is not. Currently, it is not in it. I think Jordan. this is, it's imperative yeah. that we start incorporating this. Yeah. I mean, some of us, I mean, I, okay, I'll speak for myself. I mean, some of these things, like learning about Roth IRAs and how to use your credit, you know, yeah. like yeah. credit cards aren't bad. You just have yeah. to know how to use them, yeah. right, to your advantage with the points and the travel, you know, the, yeah. all of these things. No one teaches you that. And I mean, I think most of us, like I'm first generation, you know, my yeah, parents, too, right, yeah. my dad's from... Central America, my mom's from South America. You know, they don't, oh, really? they come here and they grind. Yeah, which, my, which, uh, my which, dad is from Costa Rica okay. and my mom is from Pura Vida, Pura Vida. Yes, yeah. okay. yes. and uh, Ecuador. My mom's from yeah, Ecuador. He's got a strong opinion on Ecuadorian women. I think we all do here. <laughs> oh, okay. I think we all do. On the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole IG live uh, in itself. Yes. Okay. But, you know, one thing I would probably add to this is making sure you pick the right relationship in your life i mean i think mm. every ceo would admit that picking the wrong wife and ladies the wrong husband can destroy your wealth you know we see many times in, in 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 for example one of the hangout spots gibson's um mm. my wife didn't like me hanging out at gibson she called that uh, what she called it? Oh. she called it viagra uh, no no what she call it well, that is in the Viagra R- Triangle Russia, area. Right, yeah, Russia, the Vi- yeah. Vi- Viagra, Viagra Triangle. Yep. <laughs> Which is what stereotypically fifty, sixty-year-old men mm-hmm. finding twenty-year-old um, um, uh, new girlfriends, yeah. mm-hmm. or fifty-year-old divorced women with new wealth, half the wealth, finding twenty, thirty-year-old boy toys. Little boy boys, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's your what's your thoughts? I mean, you're obviously been very proactive on making sure you don't bring the wrong mm-hmm. fella into your life. Mm-hmm. Is, is that something that you've been also aware of when putting yourself in that process. Yeah, definitely. And especially more so now, you know, that I'm an older woman. Um, more mature. More mature, <laughs> yes. You it. learn, right, from experience. Um, and you're just not going to bring just anybody around, right? Like, you work so hard. I've worked so hard to achieve what I have, you know, and, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I want to... Uh, if, if you can, Jordan, if you can show my screen real quick. The, you know, the interesting thing I was I was really driving into the, uh, driving into this topic because why do I why do we as uh, in our younger ages why do we make so much stupid mistakes? And, you, and you're older, and you're like, why did I do that when I was 18? Why did I do that when I was 20? Why did I do that mm-hmm. when I was 21? And in reading this article, you might not see it, but it's the maturation of the adolescent brain. Mm. Mm. 
right? Uh, you, you know about this with uh, working with uh, with uh, uh, kids with disabilities. Mm -hmm. According to this article, as I was unpacking it, there's many different areas of maturity to the, the, the adolescent brain. Mm -hmm. And the male brain tends to fully mature the prefront, the, like the pre, I'm getting all medical here, the prefrontal cortex, which is the, the decision-making process that the brain doesn't fully develop, at least in men, until their mid-20s. Uh, women, earlier. That's why you find a lot more women that know what they want with their life. And that's mm -hmm. why maybe, maybe uh, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old women are like, these guys don't know what the hell they want in their life. That's why mm -hmm. I don't want to date these guys. I mm -hmm. want to maybe date older guys that are a little bit more established. What, what's your thoughts mm -hmm. on, on maybe the age gap? Oh. Or is the, does that play into, yeah. oh. is that a factor? Does it? Oh, man. Okay, well, let me tell you this. Okay, this is just based on my experience, okay? okay? I have dated... Um, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to be transparent. I'm be 39 proud. years old. I will be 40 in June. Um, I what? have. No way. Yes. Good Thank for you. you. You guys are guessing me up. Thank you. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. Knock, knock yourself out, girlfriend. Thank you, you just, sir. Must Thank be you. The, the Korean facials or something like that. <laughs> just my wife's stuff. She uses Korean yeah. facial products. Yes. Um, so I'm going to have to talk to her about yeah, this. For sure. Um, but I've dated older men right, that are just completely emotionally unavailable, are an absolute disaster. Um, you would expect, right, that because they're older, like they have their stuff together and, yeah. you know, but I have not, that has not been what, my experience. Like how much older? Um, maybe like five, six okay. years older than me. So like maybe gotcha. like around 46-ish, gotcha. yeah. Um, yeah, or, or maybe, I mean, like some, one of them was divorced and he was yeah. just very damaged. Um, yeah. so I've had some experiences like that where, and then I've also had younger men, um, pursue me and I, I don't know, it's pleasantly surprised. Like they Stepping have up. their stuff together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, don't um, aren't like partying and drinking and all of that. More focused on their goals, and that's very attractive. So interesting. What what about same age? Any same age? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, my ex and I, we were the same age. Yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. So it's, to some extent, you're almost destroying the the stereotype that older men have it together. I mean, they just because okay, you can be a high value man, yeah. right? And like. Um, or you can be an older man or a man yeah. with money and yeah. not necessarily be a high value man. Or yeah, that's, have that's, emotional why, intelligence. Yeah, that's why we've, we've you know, on this show, we've we tried to destroy not just not just having high value, whether it be male or female, right? It's just, you got to be high character too. Absolutely. You know, because what good is it if, for example, what's the narrative today? The narrative today is ladies, stay home, stick with one man, don't go party, have kids. Grow your family, mm -hmm. can't skip out on your man. Mm -hmm. You skip out on your man, we're gonna, we're gonna banish you from, from, from the circle forever. Mm -hmm. But me as a man, I can go out there, I can sow my, sow my oats. Mm -hmm. So it's flipped. Mm -hmm. But yet I expect the woman to mm -hmm. follow that rule. Not me though, right. it's like a double standard. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think it's, it's not value to me. That's mm -hmm. lack of character. I think both men and women need to do better. On, mm -hmm. on, on both sides. Definitely. Uh, your thoughts on that? Mr. High Value Man, High Character Man. Yeah. Mr. Millionaire Goals Podcast co-host. My mm -hmm. man. I, I, I think for me, um, and I, I keep telling this to a lot of the younger guys that I that come out and visit and hang out, 
I think as, as much as we want to be in a relationship, I think one of the biggest things for men, uh, a biggest struggle, at least for me, uh, we've spoken about this in a previous podcast, Matt, um, just like women have biological clocks and they feel like they need to rush into a marriage relationship or whatnot just to settle down just so they can provide the family that, according to society, they're supposed to, I think, for a lot of men, especially for me, if financially I'm not in a position where I can retire my future wife. So I meet someone, I fall in love, head over heels, we end up getting married. I want that woman to be able to have the option of saying, hey, I don't want to work. And me be able to say, all right, cool, just hang out, do what you want to do, build something, do something, have a hobby, and just, you know, just don't do nothing. She, what happens if she wants to partner with you? Let me build your, your fitness company. Fantastic. That'd be amazing. That'd be beautiful, right? <laughs> but I, I want to be able to have that option because, I'm, you know, in, in, in growing up, my, my, my mom didn't have that option. Both of my parents had to work two jobs in order to be able to make it in life. And I just yeah. don't want that struggle to happen to the woman that I end up with. So uh, until I'm able to get in the position of being able to, uh, re- quote unquote, retire my wife, my future spouse, I don't mentally feel driven to even entertain the idea of a relationship. I don't, I'm not sure if that's a Milton thing. I'm not sure if that's a man thing. I'm not sure if that's an ego thing. But right now, I'm in a position in my life where I just I feel like I need to accomplish a couple more things before I'm able to fully throw myself at, a, at another human being. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I felt that way when I got married and divorced at 22 years old, all in the same year. Shit. Erica, you may not know this about me. So I got married. I came back from the deployment. I got married, uh, had a kid, got divorced, filed bankruptcy, all, chronological order, mm-hmm. all in the same year. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was turmoil. You know, so my, my, my pitch to, to men and women out there is, is uh, you probably don't want to pick up a woman or a man in a club. Mm-hmm. It was for me. Yeah. You know, you're inebriated. Yeah. You know, you, you're looking at her, you're looking at each other at the bottom of a beer glass. Yeah. <laughs> She's hot. He's hot. You know, and then you wake up like, oh, shit, I got to deal with you now. And oh, yeah, this, OK, let's try to do that again. And you next thing you know, your life is centered around clubbing. And then you get into an argument and it's centered around clubbing, you know. Mm. That's where you go back to. Bad, 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 bad scenario, which leads me to this next topic here. Um, let's talk about this um, footballer, soccer player, Ashraf Hakimi's wife oh, yes. tries to claim half of his fortune in a divorce settlement. Uh, and, but here, here's a twist to the story. So um, if we could um, go to my screen here real quick, uh, Jordan, please. So they're going through a divorce. And next thing you know, she was informed by the court that her millionaire husband owns nothing, as all his properties is registered under his mother's name. Uh, Hakimi receives $1 million from PSG Monthly to the soccer team. However, 80% of this amount is deposited into his mother, Mrs. Fatima's account. Uh, he has no property, cars, houses, jewelry, or even clothes in his name. Anytime he wants anything, he asks his mother, who then buys it from him. Okay, the Jack move this Jack move this century. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Erica, what, what's wow. your thoughts? What's your thoughts about this? Okay, now let's let's give it some context. He's twenty four. She's thirty eight. He was twenty two when he met her. Ooh. She was thirty six. Uh, this is the year of COVID. In the year of COVID, they got two kids, like back to back, like Mexican twins. <laughs> back back. <laughs> Next, you know, things are going right. So there's some allegations that he uh, is accused of rape. Mm-hmm. Probably a reason why she filed for a divorce. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts, Erica? Look, she should have protected herself. I mean, and I, I didn't know about the age gap. That's a considerable age gap, right? And he's an athlete. He's a professional athlete. Uh, Were you surrounded by yes. distractions? Yes. So ladies, like protect yourself, protect your assets. When you 
want a prenup, like you have to disclose your assets, right? And so if she would have gone for a prenup, she would have known that this was the situation because you have to disclose that, right? So um, she didn't do that. And now, I mean, so I'm wondering, will she then have to pay him? Because according to, right? I mean, I have a friend who has to give part of her pension to her ex-husband. Because wow. she makes more than, and that that just breaks my heart. Because I mean, we work really hard for our measly pension. Course, it's not a lot, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And like, she's yeah. So, oof, protect yourself. There's so much you can do with prenups. Um, you so, know, so you can add certain provisions and payoffs, like for children if you have children. You know, yeah. so I mean, case, I'm not an attorney, but like yeah, yeah. that's what, from what I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you go you go into the marriage with the best of intentions, of right? Of course. And then and then things sour. Don't things don't go yeah. your way. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when I'm looking at this situation, because as a guy that's been married uh, and divorced, um, you know, you know I, I got a few thoughts here. I'm, I'm going to just rattle them off. Number one, listen, men, ladies, think twice about getting married, especially, bro, if you're 22 years old, that you're doing getting married. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to do anything about it at all. Great. If you don't want to do something, about uh, uh, prenup conversations, great. But this is the consequences. I mean, how does one mar how, how does one get married? A man provides, creates. And here's the thing. This is the reason why, to Erica, why a lot of men don't want to get married. Because mm -hmm. he works his whole entire life. Sure. He's been playing soccer for his entire life. Next time he marries the wrong person and she's, right? So I bet you some guy in the locker room said, hey, bro, put things toward, towards your uh, mm -hmm. your mom's name. And that's conversation. It's right. legal conversation discussions mm -hmm. in the locker room. Mm -hmm. Um, the second one is, you talked about earlier, prenups. And mm -hmm. early communication about money needs to be established. He was only 22, getting married. Again, is the brain fully developed? At least in business, you'd start something, but also you have the opportunity to look at exiting it. You know, if, you, if you're looking at the worst case situation here, mm -hmm. which the woman would probably say, well, why do we get a, get a prenup? Mm -hmm. Are you expecting for us to break up? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I just want to know that if we're going to break up, that prenup agreement makes you think twice. You really want to do this? Let's, let's remove money from the conversation as a variable of making a bad decision or a good decision, mm -hmm. but just remove money from the table. Do we really, mm -hmm. do we really love each other? Mm -hmm. Number three, what's some of the non-negotiables? You know, like, for example, if he's a soccer player, hey babe, listen, you know, um, you get DMs from ladies, I wanna know about it. Right? You know, just to protect, what do you call that, uh, create uh, boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, number four, what's your definition of marriage? And I believe the definition of marriage is not a legal definition. I believe my definition of marriage is a between us and God, it's a it's a it's a covenant agreement with with God, Amen. and it requires two things. Number one is companionship. Is the Bible says in Genesis two, it's not good for man to be alone. Therefore, He created him a helpmate. Number two is also the procreation. Kids are a blessing from God from two parents to stay together. And uh, you talk about protecting yourself. Last point I want to make here is listen. Rape allegations are serious. Yeah. Erica, I had I had a friend uh, of uh, Patrick, but David. And so you have his book here, uh, and, and yeah. awesome. <laughs> and uh, Patrick's buddy would say, okay, uh, his buddy, if you go out with girls, and they're about to do their thing, yeah. and they're single, I said, listen, uh, let's do a quick video. Hey, um, state your name. State your name. Yep. I am ready to get, get busy with him. I am not under duress. Da, 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 da. And Smart. he would actually create a video vlog wow. as evidence down the road if... Wow. Do you know what happens? Talk about protecting yourself. That's how men can yeah. protect themselves. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I really have to, like, I, I honestly did not know about the age gap. I don't think she was thinking, I mean, I personally would not. And she was an actress. She can do well on her own. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Yeah. That I wanted to throw that in there. Thank you. I forgot. I was going to make that 
point that she isn't like she has her own money too. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I I mean, I'm 39 years old. I would not marry a 22 year old. I would not. That would be an automatic. Yeah, it's a no for me. A little older, 28 ish maybe. Oh. <laughs> I'll consider it. But like, I mean, really, 22 though. Like, would you would you date a guy and marry a guy and have his kid or two? Two baby mamas, one baby mama. I, I don't think so. I would not. No, I don't. You I wouldn't win you over. I mean, maybe you know, never say never. But it, I don't. Uh, I don't think it would make you pause. Yeah, for sure. Got it. Yeah, for sure. What about mm-hmm. you, Milton? Would you date a girl with uh, with a kid? You, you don't have any kids yourself. Zero kids. Though. You have zero yeah, kids. Milton. Completely zero kids. You have zero mm-hmm. kids. Absolutely. Negative, uh, Milton is disclosing zero. that for some reason. Ab- absolutely. Negative zero. zero kids. Negative kids, actually. Negative, Negative kids. Yes. yes. It went back inside. Completely inside. Yes. <laughs> Milton, they stay inside. <laughs> basically, he's telling us he can get pregnant in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think r- r- right now where I'm at with my life, um, obviously, I, I, I like the idea of being able to meet someone and be able to build a family with them and start fresh with them and get the experience of... Shit, the baby's up at 3 a.m. We're both stressed, and now we're both like, right? I know it kind of sounds like a crazy uh, idea of wanting to experience that with someone, on, you know, fresh, fresh. Both of you guys going going into it, because then you know you you, you end up with someone, especially, especially if you don't have kids. I think if I had kids, it'd be a different story, of course. But yeah. if I don't, if if I don't have kids and she has kids, it's one of those things where we're completely missing the experience of, babe, what do we do? And she falls into the category of, well, this, relax. This is exactly what we're going to do, and I feel like it takes the experience away from from being able to start a family with someone. But the older I get, the more, I guess you could say, imposition that I get for myself. Um, I think that door is starting to slowly creep open and I'm starting to peek inside and observe and look around mm. to see if it's something that I entertain, at least right now where I'm at with my personal life. Because I think the older, for example, Erica, the, the more mature you get, mm-hmm. you, know, you got to expect that whoever you're going to date also is probably older mm-hmm. and they might have some children. Children and yeah. life experiences too, as well. Mm-hmm. Or they could be, you know, their late thirties, early forties, have no kids, be single, and they kind of have to question their sanity if they're hint, know, hint, sane hint. women. Yeah. Anybody well, here in the studio that you're it's, referencing this to? I don't know, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why you know some people stay single for a long period of time. It's either them or it's, uh, you know. Erica, I mean, do you want to have kids? Um, I can tell you that I never had like a strong desire, you know, how someone, Mm -hmm. someone, I mean, I have friends that are like, oh my God, I can't wait to be a mom. You know, I didn't really have that. I didn't Mm -hmm. really have like that really strong desire to be a mom. Um, And maybe it's because, you know, like I've worked in education for many years now and, you know, I've got the kiddos. My, I have a niece, my niece is 23 and then I have uh, my three nephews, you know, from my typical Latino family. You got, Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so, you know, I, I saw the struggles. Kids are expensive. There's a lot you've got to deal yeah. with, you know, um, you have to have it together yourself and help them get it together. You know, it's just, it's a lot, yeah. you know? And so, I don't know. I just never really felt like it was something that I absolutely needed to do. And I don't feel like it, uh, defines me or makes me any less of a woman just no, because I don't have Does children. It cha- what, what, do you think it'll change your perspective as a teacher, as an educator, mm-hmm. if you have your own kids and your kids are in the same system that you're teaching in? Mm, good question. Um, I want to say this about that. I work with some of the most amazing, brilliant educators, and I'm not just saying that. Um, I've had the luxury of I'm uh, just this school and the last school that I worked at, I worked with such amazing people, like incredible, just like super intelligent, 
um, caring, kind, you know, and I would, I would want my kids mm -hmm. to be taught by these people, you know, like yeah. I would want them. I, I trust them. Um, they have the best intentions. It's just, you know, again, like the, the curriculum, the, you know, that I, I don't give you pause. Yeah. Necessarily. Imagine yeah. if you can build a system with the same people, but put them in a private or what they call that in Chicago. They call it a charter. Oh, like the charter. Yeah. Mm. Maybe not so much. Ah, huh? uh, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too much into the charter thing. It's just. What's, I mean, what's the uh, what's the knock? Uh, I, I don't know from the outsider looking in from yeah. an educator's perspective. Public school system or charter school? What's what's the uh, pros and cons? Well, charter schools are sort of gearing more towards like the privatizing, and the funding is different. Um, from what I know, the pay is different, um, and just. Uh, I, and don't quote me on this because I've never worked for charter, but I remember reading that, um, like you didn't have to have a teaching degree to be a, a teacher at a charter oh, school. They could, you know, recruit people. For, and it's, I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of, I almost want to say, I don't know if it's the right word, but kind of devalues what we, you know, a lot of us were national board certified. We've got our yeah. master's degree. Yeah. You know, we've worked hard to earn this. Like it takes us years to earn tenure. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm tenured and like it, it takes you four to five years to earn it and you really have to earn it, you know. And help me understand, what's the benefit of being tenured? Um, you kind of get, it's like, um, it's kind of like a hierarchy, right? So like you have, when you have tenure, it's a little bit more difficult to get rid of you if, you know, like. Um, right at the top of the pecking. Yeah, yeah the there's a, the there's a, yeah, there's a pecking order, so. Um, Speaking of pecking order, let's move on to the next topic about horny men. Oh, uh, Milton, you want to lead the way? Segue. <laughs> <laughs> Milton is going to lead the way here. Um, let's take a look at this article here. Uh, um, uh, men, let's look at this. Men with higher libido are 69%, yes, really, less likely. 69%, what are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds of 69%? Uh -huh. <laughs> less likely to die young than their peers. Researchers in Japan, go figure of all. Nations tracked 21,000 people for seven years for the study. Mm -hmm. Men who were interested in sex were up to 80% less likely to die. To die. Jordan, what's your thought? <laughs> Jordan, what, you th what do you think, man? <laughs> I feel like you're jointing yourself a little bit, man. Like he's he's, like, he's pushing yeah. buttons, man. <laughs> Sex and his girlfriend. Let's go, baby. <laughs> um, oh what, the, the number one thing is testosterone, man. I think that's one of the biggest things that I, that I touch on with all my clients, whether you're a woman or a man. Uh, getting regular blood work done is one of the biggest things that I push for all my clients. I know you, you're, you're consistently getting blood work done, doing yeah, blood yeah. donations, and you're making yeah. sure that you're, you stay on top of that game because that's what's keeping you yeah. looking like you're in your late 20s at you know mm -hmm. where well, you're thank right you, now. Bro. Completely, okay. man. Even though full, I'm about to... full set of hair, <laughs> yeah. characteristics of a 20 year old, <laughs> throwing dick jokes out there every day. Oh. <laughs> the maturity level of a 16 year old. This, <laughs> and we're talking about horny men going to live a very long life. This man's going to live up to 150 years old from the all way right, he exists currently right. on this world right. right now, man. <laughs> But the reason why, testosterone levels are very, very huge when it comes down to men. Yeah. Shout out Matt and Sheena. That's right. Shout out Matt and Sheena. <laughs> 
Testosterone plays a massive role, guys. Like I told all my clients, testosterone plays a massive role in your mental health. It plays a massive role in your cognitive, which also your cognitive has to do with uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh, testosterone plays a massive role when it comes down to your physiological uh, drive as men and women. Women also need to have a certain level of testosterone in their body so they can also be functional human beings. A lot of women are completely uh, suppressed when it comes down to the testosterone levels, which is why also their drive is very low, motivation is very low. Testosterone, actually, for guys, man, um, if you're one of those guys who wakes up every morning or just goes through about your day, just going through the motions just because you're used to a certain routine you have no drive you have no motivation you're completely exhausted you're lethargic by 11 a.m coffee supplements stimulants whatever the case may be that you may be consuming is not helping you get that umph or that that drive to do more for yourself i would definitely start questioning how your hormone levels are doing because the moment that you peak and you're at a good state when it comes down to your testosterone levels your mental health gets better your physiological health gets better aka you lose body fat and you're able to increase muscle mass when you're able to increase muscle mass the body fat on your body starts to decrease then what ends up happening you start looking better you start feeling better you start feeling better you start doing a lot better like matt like matt says all the time if you look good you feel, feel good. good if you feel, feel good, good you, you do, do good. good if you, you do, do good, good it's all good it's all good baby because right? it, it pays good yeah one thousand percent so if you <laughs> so if you genuinely want to feel on top of your game consistently man or woman and you want to as men have the confidence to be able to please your partner I'm not, I'm not preaching towards, you know, having sex out of marriage because I know this, this, we're trying to be very aligned with, you know, your views and I'm not pushing this on 18, 20 year olds, but men who are in committed relationships yeah. who are not fornicating before they get married, correct? <laughs> um, especially married men. If you want to have a successful marriage in that department, making sure that your testosterone levels are at peak throughout your entire ages of 30s, 40s, even 50s, even into 60s, make sure you get your testosterone levels checked out. And I promise you, the moment that you address that, and whether you do some form of therapy, whether you do supplementation, or just change your lifestyle up, increasing your sleep, more protein in your, in your system, more fats, and working out, I promise you that the, your marriage could potentially even get better as time goes on, and your sex, uh, 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 your sexual acts in your marriage will never get boring. I tell you this, man. I've been married for eight yeah. years with her for ten, and before that, I, I, I listen, man. The, the, please don't judge me, but uh, there is a life with Christ, and there's a life pre-Christ. So don't judge me on my pre-Christ mm. life, okay? But I will say though, for my whole time been with my wife, the sex has been getting better. And freaking better and freaking better. Right. And freaking yeah, like, yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Like, like, I would think that it would be like the same woman. Yeah. But, bro, it's like, that was neat. That was, that was new. Yeah. Whoa, okay. So you went from a two pump chump that? to a temp. You went from a two pump chump to a ten pump chump. <laughs> bro, like half pump. <laughs> oh so I got to work out with you, bro. You got to increase my endurance. Uh, I, I'm just curious, Erica, before we move into the next topic, what's a woman's perspective on this? Is, is, okay. uh, well, let's see. I, let me refer to my notes here. <laughs> Once or twice a week, I, that's fair. I think that's good. That's what it says here. You hear the silence of the room? <laughs> Once it's, what? Is it crickets? Is it crickets? Everybody I mean, shushes. No, I think, Matt, I think the way you just stated that, I think it's really helpful for people to hear that especially like young younger the younger generation you know that it can be great with your wife oh my you gosh know? yeah mm -hmm. absolutely so i think yeah. oh yeah i mean my 100 my attention my desire by the way it's not because i'm just doing it out of my own strength it's not my strength it's it's with the man upstairs yeah. Amen. and when i believe that uh, life christ gave his life for the church christ didn't cheat on the church mm -hmm. so if i'm supposed to be christ-like i ain't supposed to be cheating on my wife yeah oof so, you know, I, I think if people, yes. and that's why I think finding your values and principles is so important when you are deciding to get in a relationship and both of you have the same values and principles because if one's offset, just like what you just saw here with, the, you know, with the, uh, uh, was it Hakeem and, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, not, uh, 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 Hakeem, uh, uh, um, what's his name again, Ash, 
uh, Ashraf Hakimi mm-hmm. and his wife, I, I think you know the, the values are off. So that's why they're, they're experiencing this type of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, Jordan, let's let's react to some videos here, buddy. Um, the look at number one determining factor. I'm sorry, the devil's lie. Speaking to young people, uh, Miss mm-hmm. Chacon, uh, the devil's lie to young people. What Billy Graham says, the greatest evangelist in the history of humankind outside of Jesus. Let's take a look at this. Young people try drugs, they try alcohol, they try permissive sex, they try all the rest of it to find peace and joy and happiness and purpose and meaning in their lives, and they don't. Why don't they? You see, it's the devil's lie. Mm -hmm. The devil's telling you a lie. He says you'll be like gods. This is the way to pleasure. This is the way to happiness. This is the way to have a good time. The Bible says there is a lot of fun in it for a short time. There's pleasure in sin, the Bible says, for a season. Sure, you can go out and take a shot of heroin and get high and have a good time for a little while. Sure, you can go out and have a sex experience and have a moment of ecstasy. And sure, you can go out and get drunk and feel good. Feel like you can take on the world for a little while. But then comes the kickback. The wages <laughs> of sin is death. It's the devil's lie. Woo! By the way, I'm laughing at it now, man. But I've, I've, I've faced that, Fred. Yeah. Uh, Erica, I mean, was there things that you've you've done with a short period of time in your life that, like, what the heck I do that for? Sure. And, and what did you learn from that lesson? Sure, absolutely. Well, what he says, there's pleasure in sin for a season. Yeah. Like, nailed it. Um, yeah, really important message, especially for the like Gen Zers out here today, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or even millennials. Because um, it's crazy today because the Gen Zers today can see all this stuff. I mean, they're exposed to so much more than, yes. than even you were yes. or I was oh, absolutely. Uh, growing up. Yeah. And I mean, it's like you can't really go anywhere or do anything these days without, it's like alcohol. It's mm. everything, you know, mm-hmm. like you can't, like you go to the movies, they serve alcohol now at the movies, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, it wasn't like that. Um, everywhere you go, it's like everything has to do with alcohol, you know? So, um, yeah, there's, I mean, I that if I had just a sum it up there's pleasure in sin for a season temporary 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 pleasure but permanent pain yes absolutely uh, and uh, we're just talking about two minutes here if you you end up with two minutes with the wrong sex partner they end up pregnant you end up pregnant by the way and and by the way man if you get a girl pregnant you better step the hell up Mm -hmm. and do your part and provide Uh, you take responsibility and ownership over your actions man don't you you skip out Mm. um next one the number one determining factor of a man's success is who he chooses as a wife. Let's take a look at this. The number one determining factor of a man's success is who he chooses as a wife. And the reality is this. When you choose someone as a wife, are you choosing someone who is going to be a believer in your dream, who is going to advocate for you, who is going to be the wind in your sails, who is going to be your support system? And hopefully you're going to do all of that for her as well, right? Or are you rescuing someone? Are you the type of man who is the Captain Save-A-Ho, for lack of a better term, <laughs> trying to rescue her from because she's broken, she's damaged, and, and she is codependent on you, and it feels good in that moment while you're dating her. So next thing you know, you put a ring on, it and then she is chaotic she is sporadic she is not a supporter of your dreams yeah, look, she is emotionally reckless and um, therefore I, every I, I time you try to walk that, uh, we can stop there, George. i remember being part of that indian tribe save, save Try, a home. trying to save it and mm-hmm. by, the, by, the, by the same thing can go for for Absolutely, women too yes vice versa oh i've like, saved, I, I can I've change saved him. a whole yeah right yeah 
<laughs> yeah, I've Captain Sable Bum. I, you know? Yeah, there you go. Captain yeah, Sable yeah. Bum. Absolutely. Oof, we're having church on a Wednesday. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> praise God. Amen, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, yes. and, and by the way, a great reference for men and women to read, if you're looking for a set of values and premises to abide by, look at Proverbs 31 in the Bible. And who wrote Proverbs 31? King Solomon. Who's King Solomon? The son of David. You know the guy that, that slayed Goliath? His son is Solomon, who's considered the wisest, and who is the wisest and richest king who ever lived. He was richest and wisest king. Not just rich. And wisest king who ever lived. And he said, eh, I've had thousands of wives. I've had thousands of concubines. I, by the way, Ecclesiastes, the next book after that, regretful type of King Solomon. And even he says, by the way, guys, sons, look for this woman. Proverbs 31. Okay? Look for her. And so, and, and by the way, Erica, just listening to you, you have a lot of those characteristics. Just want to let you know. Oh, yeah. thank okay, you, Matt. so uh, any any man that will have to stumble across you will be very fortunate. Uh, you have a lot of those qualities. Oh gosh, 1, thank percent. you. Um, uh, next one: A woman says that men don't need women, and women don't need men. Let's take a look. Men don't need women. Women need men. Women do need men. Men could survive without women. If all the women disappeared tomorrow, men would be fine outside of reproduction. If tomorrow they made artificial wombs, what would they need a woman for? Who's a better companion, men or women? So men built the world. All the hard jobs are done by men. Mm -hmm. If men disappear tomorrow, the society would collapse. Men built sure. the world that we complain about. Men can be alone. Women can't. Women are social beings. We need attention. And men, men don't. You don't see women going out to the woods and just roughing it. That's a man thing. <laughs> Who's camping and fishing? It's not us. <laughs> Erica, your thoughts. Ms. Independent. I'm a deer in headlights yes. right now. <laughs> so I'm like, girl, what? Um, I mean, yes, we need men. You guys provide so much value. Yes. But, I mean, I don't think the world would be a better place without women. I mean, we're, we, we're multipliers. We're nurturers. You know, we just a few minutes ago just talked about like having a good woman in your life a good wife can i mean matt like you could speak to that i mm -hmm. don't i personally don't know your wife but i'm sure that life is better with her i yeah. i mean i could just the way you talk about her you know like she's a blessing in your life yeah. right Amen. and so um yeah I, I i can't agree with her i i don't agree with her on that i mean interesting yeah and uh, which and which part just really any of it i just think um I think men do need women, and I think women need. Uh, I mean, the, sometimes the, women need. You just men. touched on two things. You said women, you, women are needed because women are multipliers and women are nurturers. Yes. But as she said, what if artificial wombs were created? That's one. Yeah. And even nowadays, there there is a lot of science backing yeah. up that there's a lot of men out there yeah. who are extremely feminine. Doesn't mean that they're gay. It okay. just means that they're feminine. Okay. So the nurturing part will actually come from. Yeah. Uh, those uh, feminine, feminine men. So that would completely cancel yeah. out the idea. No, it's a no for me. For that. It's a solid no for me. It's mm -hmm. a hard no for me. Um, it just, uh, I don't believe that a man could Why? provide what a woman does. In, in, We're just innately, uh, like I said, you're not even giving the, 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 the uh, uh, actual statements. You're just saying the two things that she actually canceled out. So what can, okay. a, what can a woman provide that a man can do on his own that he's not already doing? What? From, from your perspective. Okay, what can a man provide no, we, that a no, woman no, no, can't? You're, no, but you're, you're, saying, you're saying that women are needed because of women provide X, Y, Z. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like a man by himself can't... Can't what? Can't do 
things the way a woman can do them. She can't ha- a man can't handle things the way that when it comes down to running a society, or are you, are you talking about the minimal the minimal things at home? I feel like I would have to watch the video again because oh. I really. Yeah, I like that was my first time watching it, but I just, I just, I don't agree with what she's saying. I whole like overall, I just don't think that. Well, well, though, tell me, tell me what you're. I just, I literally just canceled out that the, the, the fact that you said women are. I'm going based off of two things you said. Okay. Women are multipliers, mm-hmm. and women are naturally nurturers. Mm-hmm. Okay, she just spoke on what if artificial wombs were created mm-hmm. then men uh, then women would be needed and then again you went to the idea of nurturers then i said i can combat that with science there's a lot of studies that there's a lot of men out there who have a lot of feminine characteristics which will also lead them into being more nurturing mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're gay it just means that they're a lot more feminine okay. so can men not have that sense of nurturing if they have more of feminine characteristics again not saying that they're trans xyz or whatever the case may be along those lines just because you have more feminine characteristics does not mean you're gay. It just means that you have more feminine characteristics, and that's okay. the way you were completely wired. Okay. So if we're going based off of what she, what she said, right, canceling mm-hmm. out the idea of the uh, of the nurturers and the multipliers, mm-hmm. what is the dividing factor among men and women when it comes down to men can actually mm-hmm. live without women or not on this physical earth? Matt, what do you think? Yeah, well, listen, I, uh, there's nothing about me that'll ever say, Milton, let me cry on your shoulder. You're such a great nurturer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just feel weird about that, bro. Let's bring our artificial woman to this. (laughs) I mean, I've I've been raised by some very, very strong women in my Mm -hmm. life. I don't have grandparents. Never raised by my grandparents. Mm -hmm. My aunties are strong. My mothers are strong. But at the same time, too, there's something about just being with other men. I just want to go hunt and fish. I want to go out there and and get after Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But when I'm done with that, I'm done with my boys. I kind of want to go home to my woman's side. There's a Mm -hmm. much different energy in the room when it's just men men being amongst men versus a for example a bunch of group of men you bring mm-hmm. one or two women in there the dynamic Completely drastically changes, changes. Yep. drastically changes mm-hmm. and so you know there's there's uh I, listen i believe god created men and women to have equal but different roles okay bottom line mm-hmm. and then how we go about that guess what we got a bible to use as a life manual to figure that shit out mm-hmm. But uh, by the way, this, that's, that, that we can continue with this uh, conversation for a mm-hmm. few, but we're short on time. Next, next uh, clip here, 90% of do- uh, divorces can be predicted by this. Okay, let's take a look. 90% of divorces can be predicted by this. It's when your partner is trying to connect and you reject them. What I mean by this is, say for example, your partner comes home from work and is like, oh, I'm so tired. And you turn around and say, why are you tired? What have you done all day? That creates distance. Or if they say, I want to watch this, and your partner's like, you watch shit shows. Instead of saying, all right, cool, we'll watch it. It's little things like when they're trying to connect with you, do you respond and be like, all right, cool, I'll watch it with you. Or do you say, your, your programs are shit and you create that non responding to their emotional connections it doesn't mean men and women it's anybody so if you see your partner sad and you don't even look at them whereas a partner that says hey what's wrong with you and responds to it immediately responding to each other's bids for connection is what leads to a happy relationship and people who don't it's disconnect and there's a slow divorce then it leads to cheating then it leads to um looking somewhere else because you're feeling like my partner doesn't see me huh interesting point there I, by the way I'm 100% guilty of that. Many times in my, in my marriage, because I watch different shows than she does. And I'm like, why are you watching this freaking drama? Blah, 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 where I should be saying, hey, what makes you want to watch this? Ah, I learned something today. Mm. 
You know, because if that's the way of a woman's perspective, and then she gets mad at me, okay, just go away. I'll watch my shows, you watch your shows. And they see that we're, we're apart. Mm. So I learned something today. Babe, I'm gonna, let's go watch some Korean dramas together. <laughs> yeah. Erica, what's your thoughts? No, I, I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I think your insight is really valuable because, I mean, like, we're not married, right? And so that was a really good example of how things just start to slowly. How does right? Erica feel rejected? How do I feel from rejected? From your perspective. Someone who's dating you, you brought something up. How do you feel rejected? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes along with, to piggyback off of what was said in the video, where you don't feel seen or you don't feel heard. You know, you just feel like the person doesn't care, and that leads to you feeling like the person doesn't value you, um, you're not a priority, and yeah, I can see how it starts to... Drift. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and unless there's a circle back, it's going to get... Exactly, get wider, absolutely. Wider and wider. Yes. Milton, what's your thoughts on this, bro? Uh, I think it goes it goes very well with the uh, the concept of uh, your five love languages. I think everyone gives love differently, and everyone receives love very mm -hmm. differently. And I think it's really based off of the way you were given the love growing up, and then the languages you adapt uh, adopted as you grew older. And you know, if, especially if you're you've worked on yourself and you're mindful of what you want and what you don't want in your life, mm -hmm. you know, what you reject, what you accept into your life. Um, I think if your love languages aren't being met as man or woman, I think that feeling or the sensation of not being not being loved or feeling hurt, as Erica said, I think that's going to creep up on you very, very fast. And you guys can have a successful marriage when it comes down to raising kids. You guys can have a successful business. You guys can be just the, the, the idolized um, uh, couple. But if both of you guys aren't, uh, your needs aren't being met and your love language isn't being spoken from your partner and you're not communicating that, I think one day or another, your partner might come up to you and say, hey, babe, I think you know, I'm, I'm ready to get the divorce because I, I, I haven't felt love from you in the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So. And like, who are you? Yes. Yeah, you've been rejecting each other for the last 20 years. Yeah. And then the way you stay together is because of the kids. Mm. And then, you know, what a sad pressure to put on the kids. And then the kids are out. And now you got to deal with each other again. You're like, who are you? Even more so. So, yeah. um, by the way, I want to give a quick shout out to Yardwork uh, exclamation point. Uh, there's a twist to the uh, soccer player, uh, Ashraf Hakimi. Um, even though he may not have some assets to split up, but the wife does yeah. have some uh, mm -hmm. uh, Hiba. She's got her $3 million fortune to split. Mm -hmm. So she's got to pay him That's what I her thought. half of the fortune. That's what I Woo! thought. City boys come up. Okay. Yeah. So uh, No. We're not, we're not, we're not going to say that. <laughs> Tell, Tell America. Tell America. Tell them All right. So, uh, uh, by the way, as we wrap up any, uh, uh, as we wrap up a, a couple other shout outs here, uh, Manny Manny says, go Erica. Uh, uh -huh. Mary Mavera, what's up? She goes, go Milton. Uh, do you know an Isabella Chacon? That's my niece. Oh, she says, I love Erica. Aw, okay. thank you, baby. <laughs> uh, 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 Judith Patino says, go to Paul. All right, mm -hmm. go to Paul. Blue Demons are in the house. Uh, Legacy Wealth Crusade, uh, what's up? I think that's uh, Alex Tabor. And uh, Cassie says, bromance. Is she talking about us, bro? She's definitely talking about <laughs> us, man. Okay. All right. The, with that being said, uh, uh, before we let you go, Eric, any final thoughts? Anything you want us to know? Uh, I enjoyed having you on this podcast. And I appreciate you investing the time to come out here. Yes. Um, thank you so much. This just This conversation added so much value to my life. Thank you, Milton, for inviting me. Matt, it's an honor to be here. Oh. An absolute honor to be here. Thank you so much. Um, this is something that I will always take with me and never forget. So thank you. Um, just, you know, uh, being a young 
woman from Chicago. Um, I'm going to say I'm a young woman you from are, Chicago. You sure. Are. For sure. <laughs> um, in the house? Yes. We, we want people to come to Chicago. I know you hear a lot of negative things, but we really, we need tourists. We don't need people leaving Chicago. We want, you know, we're hoping that things get better. We have a new mayor. So um, uh, shout out to CTU and all the teachers, the wonderful teachers that work so hard each and every day to um, improve the lives of our students. Parents, we need your support, please. Um, and my fellow realtors, keep doing what you're doing, keep grinding, um, hustle, believe in yourself, never give up, and that's it. Thank you so much, everyone. I Thank you it. for letting me be here. Got a hair house. Yeah, yes. All night long. Shout out to your house. Milton, final thoughts before we uh, close out, brother. Stay informed. Act out of love and wisdom. Stay focused and focus on continually growing each and every single day, week, month, and year. Because then you will be attracting the blessings that God has for you. That's the biggest thing for me, man. Amen to that. Well, this is a closing uh, to the show. We have, remember, this is Financial Literacy Month. Just keep these stats in mind. Two-thirds of Americans could not pass a basic financial literacy quiz. Only 21% of millennials have a basic financial literacy knowledge. Less than half of American adults surveyed could correctly answer about inflation, compound interest, and diversification, mm -hmm. which I'm so glad you're paying attention to the show because if you follow us on the Millionaire Gold Podcast, you also on the Seven Fear Squad, a channel dedicated to help you think like a millionaire, strategize like a millionaire, so therefore you can become a first-generation cash flow millionaire, which, by the way, being a millionaire is no longer going to be a luxury. It's not one of those things that you, I, I, I hope to be a millionaire one day. No, no, no. Based on the cost yes. of living, mm -hmm. based on what the world wants to do to the American dollar, you better play offense and get to 500000 800000 a million dollars sooner than later, so therefore you can improve the quality of life for your family and those that you love and care about. That being said... Every Wednesday, actually next week, we're going to be a different day. It's either going to be a Tuesday or a Thursday, so just stay posted, which next Wednesday, I'm going through some eye surgery next Wednesday, so therefore I can have clearer vision, so I can <laughs> x-ray vision, baby. That being cool. said, uh, see you next week for another episode of the Millionaire Goals Podcast, so stay posted. With that being said, appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit like and comment below. You agree with us? You don't agree with us? We want to know, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out the next show. On behalf of Milton Alvarez, on behalf of Miss Erica Chacon, I'm your money smart guy. And until we meet again, continue to live smart, continue to love smart, and be money smart today. Bye-bye.